Are you ready to dive into the powerful truth the kingdom of heaven has for us? Let's join our host, Ruth Hendrickson, for Real Truth with Ruth as we dive into the Word of God. Hey everyone, today we're going to talk about Jesus, of course, but we're also going to talk about demons, all right? It's going to be a power packed, I think just a really, really good touch on the word of God and Jesus's authority. So we know that woven all through scripture, through Jesus's walk on the earth, are encounters with the demonic, right? And with each one, he operates in some ways a little differently, but yeah, always with full authority. And I want you to hear that always, always with full authority. Often he didn't permit them to speak. Why? Because you know what? He didn't need the very camp that he had come to plunder to be his public relations committee. Okay. He had all power. He had all authority. He still has all power. He still has all authority. And so he doesn't need the demons speaking for him. And that's very important for us to understand because I walk into a lot of services where there's a lot of fascination with the demonic. And yet we're to be fascinated with Jesus Christ, okay? You see, Jesus understood their wickedness. He understood their schemes. He understood their their deceptions. And honestly, he wasn't going to give them a megaphone. He just was not going to do it. Because again, he understood their sham authority. And he understood his true authority. So I want to go into Mark 1. And I want to begin with verse 21. So again, Mark 1, verse 21. Jesus and his companions went into the town of Capernaum. When the Sabbath day came, he went into the synagogue and began to teach. The people were amazed at his teaching, for he taught with real authority, quite unlike the teachers of the religious law. Okay, let's let's stop right here for a moment, because I really want to set up the, the stage for what Jesus was stepping into, for what the people were seeing. You see, we need to understand that the teachers of the religious law were the, of course, the experts of the day, right? We get that. Um, and they used a lot of oral tradition. Okay, they had memorized what what previous rabbis had said, and they could spout it off, and they could quote them. And so basically, their authority came from quoting the other rabbis. That's what the people were used to. That was the culture. That was the way that, that things operated. Okay, so, but what happens is, and why the people were amazed is because Jesus steps into the scene. He steps into the synagogue, and rather than quoting other rabbis and getting his authority from that, he is the authority. He spoke as the authority. He spoke as the expert. It changed everything because he wasn't looking for his intellect or his knowledge or his memorization of what other rabbis had said to give him his credibility. He's the son of God. And that's what he was standing on there. That's where his credibility came from. So therefore, he wasn't looking to prove anything else. I mean, he, he was just standing on his own because he is the authority. In other words, just by his teaching, he was shaking up both the natural realm and the spiritual realm, which then let's continue with that in mind. Remember what I just said, by his teaching, by his authority, by his stance, by his understanding, his calling and his identity, he was shaking up the natural realm because the people are like, oh my gosh, what is this? Like, this isn't normal. This isn't the way we do things. And then also the spiritual realm, as we see here. 
So in verse 23, suddenly a man in the synagogue who was possessed by an evil spirit cried out, why are you interfering with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Okay, let's stop again. Note the us. Okay. Why are you interfering with us? So it was probably more than just one demon. Okay. It was, it was the horde that occupied this man. And um, again, Jesus of Nazareth. In other words, I know who you are. I know who you are. You see, the demons recognize something that the people didn't. Something, we, that's a whole lesson right there. When the demons recognize who's standing in front of them and we miss it. Okay, or the people missed it. Okay, so he goes on and he says, have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. So that's the demon. He's all shaken up and he's worrying. He's he's like trying to find his footing, find his voice. And he's like, okay, what what are you doing here? Why Why are you upsetting the status quo? Why are you changing things? Why are you stepping in with your own authority? What are you doing to us? Because we know who you are, the Holy One of God. This this is said with a lot of like, um, you know, they, they know their grounds being taken. Like they, they know that that there's an invasion in the realm. Verse 25, but Jesus reminded him, be quiet. Come out of the man he ordered. Okay, that term be quiet or as some translations say, be silent. It's the same word. This is really interesting. It's the same word that Jesus uses when rebuking the wind and the waves in Mark 4, 35 to 41. That same word, be quiet, be quiet, stop, be quiet. It's also the same term that's used for muzzling an ox. And we see that in 1 Corinthians 9, 9 and 1 Timothy 5, 18. You see, in other words, Jesus is telling the demon in no uncertain terms not to say another word. Okay, that's it. Be quiet. That term alone also carries a lot of authority that the demon has to listen to. Okay, be quiet. That's it. You are not allowed to say another word. You could not be my megaphone. You could not announce who I am. You could not turn this into a circus because I am here. The king, the rightful king is in the house. Biblical scholar E.F. Kirshner tells us that in those days, there were frequent references to the casting out of demons to exorcisms, okay, and various techniques even that were taught for casting out the demons, but almost no examples of where they were actually cast out. In other words, it was all theory and no action until Jesus, until Jesus. Verse 26, at that, the evil spirit screamed through the man into a convulsion and then came out of him. So again, basically, when the true king is in the house, the hordes of the demonic are under attack and they can't stand. So what was their response? He enters on his authority, on what he carries, not on the rabbis, but on what he carries. The demonic immediately recognize who he is. They know that the true king is in the house. They get upset. They start shaking. They begin to speak out. What are you doing here? What are you going to do to us? He tells them immediately to be silent. He's not going to allow them to be his public relations committee or his megaphone. And with that, then he tells them that they must come out of the man. And so they scream and they're gone. Okay. That's the authority that Jesus carries. Now, when we take that over, when I teach on deliverance, just a couple little things, we don't talk to the demonic other than to say, be quiet. Why? Because they're liars. I will not give them a megaphone to who my God is. Okay, 
I stand on his authority, my position in him, by the power and authority of Jesus Christ. We take command over the demonic realm. We don't need the spectacle. We don't need the, because you know what? Our focus has to be on Jesus. And I know people who have become so in, enticed with deliverance ministry that I watch their whole countenance change and become dark because they get off track because whatever we gaze upon is what's going to fill us, what we're going to reflect. So we always have to make sure that we're gazing on the one who's worthy, that we're gazing on the true King, that we're gazing on Jesus Christ and not allowing the demonic to have a show place. Because when the true king is in the house, they have no authority. They have no position. They have no voice when the king is in the house. So who are we going to side with? I mean, it's a great question because we can easily, again, we can easily get sidetracked by the shenanigans in the show of the demonic. But how much better to usher in the peace of Jesus Christ into the room? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, forgive us for when we focus more on the demonic than on you. Forgive us for when we've given us, them a voice or even a megaphone, when you're the one who wants to be heard. So, Father, we just come and we stand you here with you and we thank you. We thank you for this example. We thank you that you stepped into the temple with your full authority, knowing who you are, knowing the assignment that you're on, and that you just set that example for us. And so, Father, when we step into the room, we ask that the demonic will recognize who resides within us. Because the representatives of the king, the temple of the Holy Spirit, the ones who represent you on this earth have stepped into the room. And they should be shaken. They should be scared. And they have to leave because of who you are. We just thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Thank you for joining me today. Um, again, please share this. Please comment. Please rate. Please review. Subscribe to the podcast, Real Truth with Ruth. And if you haven't done so already, check out the website, ruthhendrickson.com. All sorts of resources on there. It is also the place where you can connect with the Mashaw team, the international Mashaw team who ministers around the world. Or if you want to get trained yourself, it's also a place where you can find out all about that. So the website's ruthhendrickson.com. The Mashaw specific website is mashawministry.com. Mashaw is spelled M-A-S-H-A-H. Either way, check us out. Um, thank you again for joining me. Have a great day. Be so blessed. And remember, you, my friend, are here for such a time as this. Hey, everyone, this is Ruth here again. Just real quick, want to let you know that if you are interested in the Mashaw training, our emotional healing and deliverance training, we are doing an in-person training in Fredericksburg, Texas. There is nothing like doing this in person. It is so good. We're offering the basic beginning on February 27th. The advanced begins on April 17th. They are four days straight. We go hard. We go long. We have a lot of fun. You learn a lot. You get some healing and deliverance. At the same time, you're learning to minister to others. So I want to encourage you, if you are interested, to go to the website, ruthhendrickson.com. Take a look under events, and you will see both of those there. Registration is open now, and seats are limited. I really hope to see you there. I think you'll be glad that you did. If you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to comment, like, review, and share it with others to help us reach more people. We also invite you to like and follow Ruth Hendrickson Ministries on Facebook or subscribe to the YouTube channel. 
We welcome your prayers and financial partnership to make this podcast possible. If you would like to financially support this ministry, please visit our website, ruthhendrickson.org.